Welcome to Living a Triggered Life Podcast. My name is Keith Maskell. My name is Roxanne Maskell. And Roxanne, what are we, how are you, by the way? How are you doing? I'm fabulous. Wow, fabulous. Wow, fabulous. That's, that's, uh, that's really great to hear. Um, what are we talking about today, Rox? I was thinking that we talk about how you made it through this relationship and have not cheated as of yet. Because you get a lot of your male counterparts asking you if you're with the same girl. And they're like, Mm -hmm. damn, you are? Right. And so I think as we think about trauma experiences and so on, Mm -hmm. what has kept you connected, not wandering in any way? You know, you think that's a cool topic? Um, are you going to talk about that as well? Or is there some things I need to know? Mm, I mean, if you want me to, I think that um, it's more important as we continue to have these conversations in general in our lives and with other people about masculinity and manhood and defining manhood. Because mm-hmm. some people... Men, some women define manhood in these terms of wandering eyes mm-hmm. and other wandering body parts. Right. Right. No, I, I mean, I think that's something uh, that's another maybe another topic for another day to talk about. And something that I've been thinking about is, you know, how did we how do we develop our kind of definition of manhood? We uh, on our experiences. What do you mean we? So that means like I would talk about it, you would talk about it. Do I actually have a right to develop a definition of manhood? Well, people do. Yeah. Well, I well, I know that. That doesn't mean that they should. Well, I think it's I think it's just something that happens. I think that's something that happens with the roles, you know, that we see and the words that we hear that speak people speak and what we you know that helps define some of that, whether that's media TV, whether well, that's I think the for, people around you, but I think like that. I just want to be clear for our listeners. I think when females decide they have a right to define a man's manhood, I think that has more to do with what they expect from a male counterpart, and. Let's just be clear. This is not just gender. You know, this should be a gender neutral topic. Correct. But for this, because this is our li- living triggered lives. Right. <laughs> uh, that might actually be a good topic at some point. But anyway, um, yeah, I have. A, it's just you got to be careful with that when it right. comes to women. Mm-hmm. Because it becomes about expectations, what they experienced in their life with their dads or not or other men. And that's that's we can't do that because then you start putting that you apply it to every man. Well, that's what but but that's what exactly has happened. And that's a problem. That's happened. I think I think we're confused about I think in general, we're confused about what 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 manhood is is about. Right. Right. You know, and doing this work with, you know, the one-man show, Triggered, www.triggeredone.com. Um, there's, there's always this 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 topic that comes up about manhood and, and about, you know, what does it mean? 
all kind of stuff. So, but we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, so that's why I think it's, I think it's interesting that you're, that you're asking me, um, I think it's an interesting topic for our listeners. Well, I think, I mean, I think it just, I mean, I think just in general, um, you know, just not being comfortable with a lot of different people, I think is, is kind of kept me a, a certain way. Um, I don't think that, I don't think that, um, I think about it like, oh man, like, wow, I could, I could do something with her. Like, mm, like, yeah, I could get that. Nah, like I just, I, I just never kind of, I just never kind of thought about that. I mean, I think that I've had other people in my family kind of think like that and they, they kind of thought enough for probably me and everybody else. <laughs> so I think that, that kind of turned me off, but I think being definitely being a survivor um, and now a thriver, you know, like that definitely, that definitely had an impact. Wait, on that. What do you mean that turned me off? And they've thought about it enough. What do, what does, what, how does other people's behaviors impact what you do or don't do? Well, I, I think I think that um, I think that I that I've just watched kind of some men men around me have really difficult relationships with women. Um, and kind of at some point it just got complicated and I did see some folks cheat and, and have multiple women and stuff like that. And it just seemed like it was just too much. Like it was just too much. It was just too extra. You know what I mean? Like it just, I just, I just didn't think it was right. What do you think it fulfilled for them? Those oh. men that you witnessed and I mean, this I, is growing up you're talking about. yeah i mean i don't know what this i don't know what their story i don't know what their story was but it definitely filled you know like you said probably i mean when people talk about it like when you have multiple women and things like that you're trying to fill the void right you're trying to get um maybe to feel good or the certain expectations that you have of a woman and and things like that and you're trying to piece it together like you have a woman that you like and whatever but she only you know only is is her strengths maybe only in one department. And so then you have you have another female who kind of fills in the gaps for what the the other person you you know whatever you feel that they're not doing or they don't have in their personality or whatever. Something like that. That's I mean, it's crazy that I'm even talking about it cuz <laughs> No, I, but it's important. So, what do you think that creates in the sense of womanhood? How are they defining womanhood who the men yeah i don't think there's any i don't think there's i have no idea mm. like i don't know if there's a i don't know if there's a regard for it i have no like i have no i have no idea about how you know i can make it up an actor so i can put myself in somebody's shoes and like make it up but it's I, not I don't, acting though right yeah but i have That's i have no life. i have no idea about that mm. but i think that seeing that and seeing some of these complicated relationships, I was like, well, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's something that I want to do. You know what I mean? And even, and even thinking, you know, my parents' uh, relationship was complicated and, and stuff like that. And, and that probably had something to do with it as well. People around me and, you know, also, you know, some of my parents. I mean, I had a pretty good relationship for the most part, but there was some bumps in the road and, you know, then it kind of went left. So I think that that was... I think in my mind, I thought about it and I was like, that's just not for me. 
It's just not for me. You know? Are you able to talk about what went left in your parents? Because our witnessing our parents' relationship growing mm-hmm. up does sort of formulate something in our mind, whether it right. be I'm not going to go that route or right. I'm going that route because that's what right. I saw. Right. I mean, I think, I think I don't know what my parents' stories were. I know part of what my mom's story was. I'm not sure what my father's story was, so to speak. But, you know, there was some, some infidelity going both ways. You know what I mean? At some point in the relationship. Like. Both of your parents. You mm-hmm. Mean, yeah. At some point. Well, that's what I hear anyway. One I witnessed, one I heard about. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so um, I think that was just, uh, that was just. You know, that was something that just didn't sit well with me. And, you know, my mom, my grandmother and things like that and stuff, they always talked about, you know, being respectful to women and, and things. And um, I also just felt like I wanted always to try to be respectful to myself. And, mm, you know, boom. you know, That's and that, that was the go. and that was kind of the big that was the big thing. No, I think. I, and, and that was always something that I felt like, you know, like I was giving up something, too. And I think because of the fact that I had been abused and things like that, I was a little more protective of myself because it was difficult at times for me to be intimate. Were you afraid you were going to be abused again by a female if you sort of allowed yourself to be intimate without, you know? It, it wasn't something that I, it wasn't something that I thought about. Um, so you never thought possible. that you might be abused by a woman again? No, it wasn't something that wasn't something that I really thought about, but I think I was guarded. I think I was a lot more guarded than what I thought I was, but I also had value to myself around it. You know How what I mean? How did you learn to do that? I that's not usual for a lot tactic. of people. <laughs> yeah, but that's called resilience and we all have resilience, but that's not that's not a common thing mm. to that that thought process, that mm. concept of yeah. valuing self. I mean, I, I mean, it was, I think also, I mean, it was valuing self, but also I was just incredibly embarrassed and incredibly uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I mean, I lived in, a, you know, a very machismo household, so to speak. And, you know, the, my, my other people that lived in my house, you know, would make fun of me and stuff like that, you know? My member, so to speak, because I didn't look like, <laughs> you know, the other two people that were in my house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I was, like, really shy about stuff, too, because mm. I was, like, I, was, I just wasn't comfortable. I wasn't sure. Mm. You know what I mean? Because if I listened to them, like, I wouldn't do anything for the rest of my life. It's fu- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mean, lock me away. intimacy? Yeah, just lock me away. Like, ain't no one going to like you. You know yeah, what I you mean? You know, let's just call it what it is. That's body shaming. Oh, there's no question about it. For no reason. I mean, there's no no apparent reason. So well, that had something to do with it. When people shame other people in that way, there's a reason. It's mm-hmm. just not towards the victim. But right. it, it's sort of like I feel better. Right. I feel powerful. Right. Or I whatever. can take advantage. Right. Whatever it was. Whatever it was. Bully. Right. Whatever it was. But that I mean, but that that had something to, that had something to do with it. I mean, I almost got I got tricked into my first experience in a lot of ways. I what? always talk about it. What are you talking about? I Be- got tricked. It's only because I was I was dating this girl. She's really nice. Dating this girl, and um, there was a friend who knew both of us and was like telling each other that that like we wanted to have sex with each other, and that's kind of how it happened. Because I may not have initiated it at all. You know what I mean? Like kissing, whatever. But I may not have initiated. I'm not sure. 
But that's so kind of how it happened. So the friend told both of you that yep. each of you wanted to have sex with yep. the other one. And we were kind of dating, and yeah, and that's. What do you mean? What does kind of dating mean? Well, we were we were dating. That's you oh. know, we were. Yeah. And you were allowed to date in your house. Um. Yeah. There were no restrictions on dating. Restrictions in what? What do you mean by restrictions? In any way. Of course, there's. Of course, there were some. Of course, there were some restrictions. Like of what? course. Who, what, where, when, or why? That's all we need. Oh, they had to have all that information? Mm-hmm. Who, what, where, when, and why? Who was the person? Blah, blah, blah. And they weren't coming to the house. That was the big thing. Nobody came to the house. It was like Fort Knox. There's only certain people. There's people that have been in my life for 35 years who have never been to my father's house. <laughs> <laughs> you know that what I mean? deep. Like, like legitimately. Deep. You know what I mean? Like, never. Best friends. Hardly ever been to... My father's house. So let me just make Crazy. sure, because this I think this is really important between our two stories. Okay. So you've you've never you've never defined or described the traumatic experiences you've had as sexual relations. No. Ju- they're just abuse. Trauma, abuse. Yeah, I've never, I've never, uh, I just never thought about, I've never thought about them in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about it is because, I mean, for those people who haven't listened before, this is living a triggered life podcast with Keith Maskell, Roxanne Maskell, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a survivor of abuse, and I was abused by a female and a male. So, and you're talking about even because most of the time, I've heard a lot, a lot of men have been talking about how they didn't realize that or even called it abuse when it was an older woman who was who was taking advantage of you. What did they call it? <laughs> sexual relations. They called it sexual relations. They were, you know, get, well, that's or, why I'm asking or get you. your jollies. Your jollies. Well that's why I'm asking you that right. question because there's a there's a concept, a theory, a belief that in this yeah. country that when you're a certain age as a young boy, mm-hmm. you gotta sew your Right, so your oats, so right? to speak. Yeah. By a no. certain age, and then you, we we had all these visuals, no. and we knew it was true that somebody, an elder in the family, would be taking a young man to, as his first experience, be of a prostitute. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, I, mean, I mean, there was all this messaging. Right, of course. I don't know how true it was right. and no for question. everybody. No question. But, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. And I think, I think, I think, as it was kind of happening or kind of sorted, it seemed like that. But then, then it as that just what was co- kind I'm sorry, of happening as 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 the interaction was happening between mm. me and so and, and so right and so and so. Mm. I think it kind of started that way, you know, feeling like mm-hmm. oh, this is maybe something sexual. Like oh, then, hey, woo-hoo, you know, no. you know, and, and then, then no, it made a left no. turn. Yeah. So you had sex. So we were ta- sorry. We got off track. Sorry. You had actual sexual relations with this person you were dating in high school? Yes. That was your first sexual yes. experience, mm-hmm. intercourse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once or more than once with this person? Uh, more than once. More than once. You know, and you, and you know, how you get did you experience it after these not-so-great experiences that you had prior as a kid? It was, it was all right. It was okay. I mean, you kind of, you know, you kind of find your, you kind of find your way, you find your way through it, you know? Um, And I think 
the the one thing about it is 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 the person I was with wasn't wasn't an assertive assertive person in that way, and I think it kind of made it it made a difference because sometimes when people were uh, or or, fem- or females were overly assertive, that sometimes I would freeze. Sometimes. So what you're talking about is um, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. Or freeze. Right. Yeah. That would kind of, that would kind of happen in some yeah. ways. Um, but I was, I mean, I think, I think for me, like I said, at an early age, you know, I, from, from seeing the stuff that happened kind of with my parents and other people, I, I kind of just, I was like, I, I got to make sure that I'm not in that situation. Because also, too, it's just always been too much work. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to have two, three women and all. That's too much. That's just, I've always made that joke. Like, that's just too much work. Like, you, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, whoo, that's a lot. And it's very interesting, too, because people always just assumed that, that I've always had, you know, an abundance, an abundance of women. It's interesting to me. You I'm had like, opportunities. Yes. Abundance oh, there's no question. Of opportunities. Yes. To which you did not no. capitalize no. on. No. No, I didn't. I didn't really capitalize on that. And I think also, too, if things didn't feel right, it just wasn't going to happen. I couldn't. I wouldn't be aroused. If it wasn't right or it didn't feel right, it wasn't going to happen. No way. Did not work. Mm-hmm. And I think also, I mean, I think, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not upset about it, that that would happen. It's kind of how it is. And I think it's kept, I think it kept me safe, to be honest with you. It really kept it me prob- out of, it, it kept did. me out of, it kept me out of trouble, to be honest. Yeah. Cause I didn't really know all that much anyway. So I think it's kept, it kept me out of trouble. Right. Yeah. You know, did. and I think the other thing that I, the only thing that I understood was that, If I think with some of the connections that I did have with some some of some some females and relationships and things and and things you know kind of got intense in some ways that if like I did try and like cheat and things like that, I knew exactly what would happen. The other person would you know what I mean like people would have like you know most time people have strong connections, same thing with you, people have strong connections with us, you know what I mean, and so if we're we're intimate with someone in some ways, like there's a like that serious connection that doesn't happen with everybody, right? Would you mm-hmm. Would you agree? Mm, yeah. And then you know, and people get attached, and also too, I'm a really caring person and and stuff like that. I'm compassionate and and things like that. So and are so, these all the reasons that you're telling the listening audience why you didn't cheat on me? Is yeah. that what you're trying to say? Yeah, ain't, ain't got nothing to do with you know, ain't got nothing to do with you, my man. <laughs> you are, <all> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You are. All right. mm. You know what I'm saying? It has nothing to do with me. I ain't got nothing to do with you, but it's all me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you my boo and everything, but. (laughs) But. (laughs) No, but I mean, I think, I think the, I think the biggest thing is, and it's not like there hasn't been temptation. It's not like the women haven't come at me and stuff like that. I mean, it's crazy when women come at you and then they meet your wife and they're like, wow, I really like you. I really like your wife. She's really nice. Wow. Um, Wow. I like her. You know, stuff like it's 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 crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been a lot of stuff. And also, too, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. I'm on set. There's there's all kind of things that can happen. And I think um, trying to keep the boundaries, which is really important, trying to keep the boundaries in check also is something that's really helping. 
You know what I mean? And I think um, being healthier, it's a lot easier. Mm. It's a lot easier being healthy. You know, when I wasn't what, healthy, when I wasn't healthy. What's a lot easier? It's a lot easier having boundaries in check, period, point and blank. And not responding. No. Nope. Because you have a lot of women that. No. Um, I mean, because I can flirt. Uh, sort of, shall I say, lustful about what you're wearing um, at certain times. Uh, okay. I know I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think that I, I think I, you know, I'm a flirt for sure. There's no question about that. I think at certain times that I can be a flirt. Oh, you're um, admitting to that? That I can be a flirt from time to time. And I think when I was, well, I think when I was wow. not as, when I was not as healthy, I think I'm a little healthier now that I think that, yeah, they'd, they'd be, you know, a little bit of throwing energy back and forth and stuff like that. So let's just do a quick bullet point list. Of what are the things that got you <laughs> that you think contributed to you being healthy? Uh, you 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 got the. Did you write some down to use your phone? Or you you're saying about the bullet parts because I don't know what I, what I just said. So you don't know what you just said. Nope. All right. So one is learn making a decision early on that that's not the kind of life you wanted. Right. Number one. Go ahead. Two is number two. Understanding that you. Are worthy and have value just as much as anybody else. Number three. Three is that you were very clear about your body and in tuned with your body mm -hmm. to know that you didn't even, like when you were not aroused, you or you wasn't feeling it, you wouldn't get aroused. So that was, that's a real strong connection between mind and body. Because mm -hmm. you're sort of saying, you're sort of shutting down your body and saying, this is not right. We're not going there. Mm -hmm. Four. Number four. <laughs> you <laughs> did have the experience of seeing partial, successful, happy relationships mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah. And it's also a cultural family value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're agreeing with number, all of those? Is that number five? Was that there might five? be a number five. Oh, that was part of four. It was like four B. Uh, I guess five would number be... Number five. <laughs> <laughs> is some version of, and you might have to help me with this one, some version of having been in a healthy, connected relationship has worked for you so much. Because you feel safe, you feel comfortable, that it really has worked into how resilient you are to deal with when women are basically sort of throwing themselves at you. Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, I think the fact that I'm healthier definitely has me... Um, it's a lot easier, but I think I understand. This is the one thing I think I understand. I've un did I just understand? There's always going to be natural synergy between people, and I can have synergy with somebody, and that's all it is. I can have synergy in a connection with somebody, and that's all it is. And it's not something that I have to act on or think about, right? And I think that I've learned that from being an actor, right? I can be on set with somebody and whatever, and like. We can have chemistry, and it's people on screen are like, oh, my God, like, whoa, right? And I'll do the scene and get up and leave. <laughs> like, okay, we good. You know what I'm saying? Even though, And sometimes, too, sometimes you do. You have a connection with somebody and whatever, and, you know, 
it's it's synergy and then you just have to you just really have to figure it out but i'm clear the one thing that i've been clear about as well is that i i value this relationship so much and have learned so much from this relationship and people you know people say like oh would would you do that to roxanne i was like bump roxanne i wouldn't do that to myself shoot what's wrong with you you know what i mean and i think i wouldn't want to put all that in jeopardy you know what I mean? For a little something, something. Like, that's, like, nah. You know what I mean? I'd rather wait for you, to be honest, keep it 100. Like, because that's, 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 that's where I feel most comfortable, so to speak, is with you. You know what I mean? I mean, I could try to go and feel comfortable other places and whatever, but I think the fact that through my experiences, through the abuse and things like that, like, is it really that big a deal? You know, people act like it's such a big deal to be able to get a woman or whatever, but, like, let's keep them 100. Is it really that hard to do? Is that is it really that hard to find somebody to have sex with or, or whatever? It's not that di- It's really not that difficult to do. You're talking about just having relations. Yeah, I'm not just saying. Like yeah, the, the hardest thing to do is the hardest thing to do is to find someone to have, that you have a real connection with and have a relationship. That's the hardest thing to do. Like, if you the man, that's that's what you're rolling with. Not having 15,000 women and everything else, because it doesn't, like, having another notch in your belt really doesn't mean anything. Right? Really, honestly. You know, Lamar Odom with 2,000 women. Like, ooh, really? But had, you know what I'm saying? But what else is there? What else, you know, what else is there? You know? But, I mean, we don't know what his story is and, and stuff like that. I'm really happy that he's healthy again and, and stuff like that. And hopefully being able to tell his story to be able to help others, to help some other people. Um, but, yeah, just the notches. I think that's just part of the the toxic masculinity that just that just put me, just sent me in, an, in another direction, to be perfectly honest with you. That's not how you wanted to be. No. I just, I just didn't. You know, and I'm not perfect. You know, I mean, I'm not a perfect person by no means. Oh, I know all your faults. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think that's kind of what has kind of kept me out of, I mean, kind of get me out of trouble in a lot of ways. Because, I mean, yeah, even coming no. up and even going to girls at the church. But even physically like, healthy. I mean, let's be real. We grew up, we grew up in an age where... Oh, for sure. Where, you know, yeah. we watched HIV ravage. Right. Lucky. Ravage lucky. Oh people. my God. Lucky. Lucky. And that's true. It's not, I mean, or being able to get somebody pregnant, like really yeah, like lucky. That. Yeah. I, I would, I didn't, you know, I didn't know too much, you know, just tell me when. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> guess. <laughs> All right. You like, you know, like that stuff is, is crazy. Uh, but you've been listening to living a triggered life podcast with Keith Maskell. And Roxanne Masco. Roxanne, I mean, I think this was great today. I do. What do you want to talk about next, though? What are we going to talk about next time? Did you have a thought? Mm-hmm. You do? Yep. Okay. I guess everybody will have to wait. Of course. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Of course, we have pre-production meetings. Roxanne's trying to act like we don't talk about this, but we do. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Remember, um, you're no longer surviving. <laughs> you're thriving. And you burn the